AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Hello and welcome to episode 24, season 12 of the Fighting God podcast. Tottenham Hotspur are top of the Premier League. Uh, it's good, isn't it? Uh, John and Mark, joined by you boys. Right. Have, what? You, have you been top five of that? Yes, yeah, it's easy, isn't it? It's normal, that. It's sort of yeah, just the best fine. team in the country, sort of. Don't worry about it. Uh, just have to make a quick apology on Mark's behalf because he's forgot the lead for his mic and is using a what he looks like he's in a call centre somewhere in Bermondsey. Uh, and he's trying, yeah. he's, try, he's taking donations from some sort of, um, you know. It's embarrassing. Wildlife. I used, to, I used to work in a call centre. And I worked, do you remember there was that crime watch? Or was it crime watch or like one of those ones where you complain about stuff? Um, Rolia children's books. It was like a big scandal because they were like tricking old ladies into taking loads of Disney books. So I fucking worked on that campaign. <laughs> did, did so you probably, really? probably me, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Um, it is the Q&A Thursday podcast. So it means we don't really know, understand what is going to be spoken about or discussed on this podcast because we go by your questions, which makes it fun and a bit sort of spontaneous. But something we were supposed to talk about on Monday which we ran out of time wasn't able to do we thought we'd do today and that is what needs to happen this season in order for Tottenham Hotspur to lift the Premier League trophy for the first time from this position without adding any caveats genuinely without saying could we could we right without all of that right which has actually gone mental it's sort of everywhere this sort of idea that could be it's It's been everywhere it's everywhere at the moment but but without all that, do you genuinely, and you're not less a Spurs fan if you're not super ballsy about this, I'm just asking genuinely, what are your, what, what are your, what's, what's the best case scenario and what do you think is more likely? John, let's start with you. Where, where do you think this season will go from this point? I, well, I'm forever an optimist. I'm a dreamer. It's part of the appeal and why I love following this club because... I just feel like it's fun and exciting, especially when, you know, like this this moment with Ange and these players and stuff. It does kind of feel like there's, sometimes in football, there's these like moments, these momentums that build and these like stories that come out of it. And I'm always like one of these believers, like the world is basically a big simulation and football is a bit like wrestling and all this kind of stuff where there's storylines and, you know, players always score against their old team and, oh, this is his like first debut and this was the first ground he ever played at when he was a kid and then he scored or whatever, right? It's always these storylines. 
And I kind of feel like Spurs losing Harry Kane, coming out of like a terrible season. No one, everyone was saying we were going to finish like bottom half, like just mad stuff from like pundits and professionals and you know people associated with football, saying all sorts of stuff about us. We have an Australian manager who everyone's taking the like piss out of because they're like, oh, he's only managed in Japan, bro. He's only managed Celtic, bro. Uh, and then all of a sudden we we're top of the league and playing amazing football. People are still undervaluing players. People are still thinking it's going to like fall off. And part of me just thinks, but what if it just didn't? What if we just carried on? We've got like basically one game a week. So I think best case scenario is we can win the league. Like I do think that is possible. Everyone thought Leicester was going to fall away. Yeah. They didn't get injuries. Yeah. Well, that- I, I d- Arsenal Arsenal bottled the league. Let's make, make no mistakes about it, right? But they... They had uh, a couple of like injuries that they blame it on. Now, if they didn't get those injuries, is there a chance that they could have won it? Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, like, there's a chance that we keep everyone fit and things go our way, and we we just find ourselves in a position where, you know, we've spoken about it loads of times. There are cycles in football, and actually, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about other teams. You know, could we could we finish in the top six? If we did, like, what? You know, who would we have to finish above? And we were talking about. We didn't really fancy United because we thought Ten Hag was a weirdo. You know, I mentioned that City after winning a treble, where's your motivation? Like, it's going to be pretty hard to like keep the same level of like drive after that. And obviously, they've had a couple of injuries. So, like, all of a sudden, it's like you're looking at these like cycles of teams, and like, yeah, maybe Arsenal are one of the ones that are on the upward swing, but maybe we are as well. And maybe maybe it will come too early for us. But also, who gives a shit about any of that? Like, we're on the upward swing. And if the other teams that we need to finish above are on the downward swing, it just takes a couple of good results against your, you know, your, your sort of title rival to swing it in your favour. Um, so I'm, I am basically very prepared to have my heart broken by by dreaming of going all the way in the same way as I did when we got to a Champions League final. There's no point in following a football club if you can't dream of winning it all. We're That's kind the best of, thing we're about kind of it. We're only in a beautiful situation at the moment because no one's heart will truly be broken. Like at short of a, yeah. you know, last day of the season, we're in with a chance of winning the league, and we don't due to a goal in the last minute. Like, obviously, that's going to break anybody's yeah. heart. But we're in such a good position as Spurs fans now because everything is up, really. Like, even, like, yeah. we're obviously going to encounter some parts of this season where we're going to concede goals or we'll lose games, obviously, unless we go home beating the entire city. I mean, we could. Um, but, you know, generally, we're going to have to cope with some of these things. But such is the, again, I keep going back to it. We're just at the start of the journey. And it's been great. It's all been downhill at the moment. Is it downhill? Yes. Yes. Yeah, everything's been downhill. We're walking downhill, right? Downhill, yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you at, Mark? Yes, yeah, very, very similar. Um, in, I guess in broad terms, I think I'm. I maybe I'm a. My Scandinavian sort of blood still runs uh, through my my very thin veins. Um, so I'm probably gonna say I don't. I maybe, maybe less so focused on thinking we can win the title, but but we certainly I'm. I'm pretty convinced we'll get top four at this point um, already, which is not a bad. Bad thing, given where we are. Um, I just think I think the the big difference between us and the between the Leicester season and this season is is the, the level of competition that we've got. It's 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 unrivaled. What what's what the other teams are doing today? You look at City, Newcastle, um, you know Chelsea with their unfa- uh, untold wealth and so on. So you know we need a, we need, we still need a few teams to kind of fall off. Um, City look like they're struggling a bit without Rodri and and things like we need a few things to come our way for sure. If we get a bit of that luck. Absolutely, and and you know injuries. Let's let's not let, let's not forget either though. My um, in terms of injuries right now, we're not in a we're not in a good place. Okay, we're what, really struggling. I'm right just going to jump in there quickly, Mark, because there are five points to things that we that four points rather that that would that would we'd get into uh, that would need to happen this season in order for Tottenham to win right. the league. Injuries and rivals to falter are, are two things. So let's start with the injuries then. <laughs> That's, so start with the injuries, Mark. So you, you, you like you say, yes. we're not in a good position at the moment. No, we're not. We're, uh, we have some key uh, key risks right now. I mean, we've certainly got we've got injuries outstanding already to Benton Core and you know players like more fringe players. Fine, that 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 will be the the criticism. You know, Hills, Solomon, and um, the 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 Perisic's and that sort of stuff. But on the um, 
on the flip side to that is that that's that's our biggest problem at the moment is is our depth we don't we don't really have that depth even going into it, if we, even if we have a full squad um so we we need some of them to come back but that that is that's the big uh that's the big problem we're an injury to van der ven or romero away from seeing Phil, ashley phillips or or or, or dyer you know, so there's some there's some risks there as well. Bisuma, we'll, we're going to see out for a, for a game, so we'll see what that means. Madison and Son, we're trying to wrap in cotton wool a little bit. So we are sort of teetering on the edge of of hang, having a bit of an injury crisis. But um, I think that that's honestly the 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 main thing that stands between us and really doing something so early on, um, rather than what's going on with rivals and all that sort of stuff. I think it's I, it's it's mostly internal. I agree. Again. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I, I think the injury, like like you said, we have been relatively unlucky. I won't say unlucky because other clubs are, are going through something similar. Um, Arsenal, have, you know, have, uh, to you know, if we're being completely fair, have had a, um, a a series of of injuries to their first team and they're dealing with it. Uh, Chelsea also, um, but our key players, ensuring that they're not injured and, and and don't have prolonged periods outside of the team. I've I've highlighted five which we almost cannot lose at this stage, and we might be able to remedy some of that um, in in the transfer window. But John Van der Ven, Basuma, Madison, Son, or Romero, losing any of those, and you might even put Romero in um, in uh, Vicario in that as well. Losing any of those would have a massive impact on how well we can play, and which and some of the criticism we're getting. Or, or some of the naysaying from other clubs and fans of other clubs are saying we're one or two injuries away from this falling apart. I don't think we'll fall apart, but we won't be as effective without those six players. Vicario is unlikely to be injured because he's a goalkeeper, touch wood, but the outfield players are much more likely to have some periods outside of the game, outside of the you know, yeah the game. So what? Well, it's those, isn't it? It's like dealing with those issues that are going to be a problem. Yeah, but again, if I draw the comparison with with Leicester, and I know football's moved on and players playing even more games even since Leicester won won the league, so like there is a, an element of that. They basically had Schmeichel, Wes Morgan, Drinkwater, Kante, Mares, and Vardy, and Evans were their players. Was Evans in that that yeah, team? I thought sure he was. Wasn't. I, I thought he came after. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Th- those were the key players I think that basically played like every game for them and were their were their best players. And I think they played pretty much every Premier League game so it can be done and that's obviously what it what it took right? if you took Vardy out for long spells of that team or you took Mahrez out like they w- or Kante like specifically they wouldn't have won the league like they just wouldn't have because mm. those players really were the ones that like got them to where they needed to go so it's the same with us right like the Vicarios Romero Van der Vens, um, you know Basuma Madison Son for me it's like those those guys are the ones that will get us the spine of the team essentially they're the ones that need to stay fit and need to play pretty much every game in order for us to even have a chance of thinking about winning it. But it can happen. And on the flip side of that, yeah, two or three of those get injured and it's, it's done. But there's, again, there's no point in my mind anyway, there's no point in thinking about that side of it until it happens because um, you know we want to be able to kind of just dream and we have, we have them fit at the moment. So it's all about strengthening in January like, and trying to mitigate some of those those risks because we do have gaps you know mark mentioned it center back you get an injury you've got either dyer who is essentially an iceberg or you have ashley phillips who's completely untested youth player we've got really no like like for like cover with basuma you have shoryberg's a very good player but he's not like for like we have no cover for for madison really like lacelso not interested in that um i said before i think shoryberg could do a job for a game in that position but again it's not like for like um, we don't really have, you know, Son is one of the best strikers the Premier League's ever seen. And if he's not available, what's the alternative? Like Richarlison, who we, I think all of us, um, you know, all the fan base are pretty on the fence with at best. So we, we definitely have some deficiencies that we need to address. And look, maybe we can't address them this season. And maybe that's okay. Like Anne just said many times that his, you know, his best times come in the second season. Um, but let's just see where we are in January and then we can work out, you know, really whether we need to go for it. Um but over the next couple of like transfer windows, that's when we need to address those deficiencies. If we do, then suddenly we have a hell of a first team and a great squad. Ben Tenkor, you mentioned him there. Um, he is the one player coming back. Uh, he's, uh, Paul O'Keefe said that he's he's going to he's a month away at least. Um, he's not even kicking a yeah. ball yet, apparently, in, in earnest. So they need to, to test that. So it's not like he's going to be back in a week or two. But if Ben Tenkor comes back, as, as T said, 80% of, of the player he was before he was injured, then that's 
that that's something that we need to rely upon if we're going to make this elusive Premier League title tra- challenge. Um, he can play in a six. He can also take Sar's position quite easily, although he offers different attributes. Uh, and obviously he can play in Madison's position as well. He's not as good as him, but he has some attributes that would make him effective as a an attacking eight. So him coming back and offer us, offering us that depth and quality is going to be massive, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel, Mark. Obviously, it's almost like an obvious statement. He doesn't solve many or all of the problems that a Madison being out you know, would present, but he is elite. The most underrated player in the Premier League last season, in my opinion. We saw in the World Cup yeah. how good he was. So it'd be yeah. huge get him coming back if we are going to mount this title challenge. 100%. He gives us he gives us loads when he when he comes back. If he you know, depending on how he comes back, obviously, like we've all said, but um and, and he gives us slightly he gives us a different mix of attributes. One one thing that I personally really like about especially our midfield, but to be honest, even our centre back pairing is they're very, very um they're, they're sort of multifaceted. They don't just have one string. It's not like Romero is just a great tackler or, you know, a, a great, great one-on-one defender. No, Romero has incredible uh, passing range. He's a very, very, you know, he's fast, he's physical. Van der Ven has several strings to his bow. Um, Bentoncourt as well, like you said, he can play six, he can play eight. He's probably more comfortable in a box-to-box eight. But, um, you know, Hypier again, he's not just a six. He plays an eight for Denmark and, and can even to... to, to, to Guns point, uh, bring a long to medium range passing. So, so they all are malleable. They all have different different qualities. Um, and Benton Cole will just add to that. I mean, Saar, yeah, not to mention Saar. I, I, personally, Saar, I think that it might not even be as cut and dry as as all right, Benton Cole's back, Saar's out. I, I actually, yeah. I genuinely think there's a meritocracy at the club now. I think Benton Cole will need to prove that he's he's not just physically but but mentally and emotionally ready to come back as well, and that he can put in the performances that that Saar um, is putting in because Saar's Saar's totally under the radar, um, one of our one of our more important players, um, and I think he will if anything he'll step up from from Zuma being out for for, for well, at least one game. We'll see when he comes back and we might get another fucking suspension now. Um, so I don't think it's as cut uh, as cut and dry as as Bentancur goes straight in, Sar goes out on the bench. Um, I think there there'll be some competition there, and and that's that's great as well. It's not again not a bad place to be in. Uh, I was going to talk about yep. rivals faltering. Um, obviously, we need at least two of Liverpool, City, and Arsenal to to drop off. Um, we don't know. I mean, it's early days yet. What what might happen there? Um, but those, those you know having massive performances against big sides away from home is going to be crucial. Um, January though, what I, I'm going to pose a question to you because it's something I've been sort of it's been going around in my head over the last couple of days is that they've they would have identified targets I would imagine they, they understand sort of players that they might be interested in buying in and their plan over the next two or three years about how we get those players in and how they'll have an impact and how long it will take for them to have that impact. But if we come to January ahead of schedule, right, we are within touching distance of the top of the league. Maybe we are top. Daniel Levy's in a very sort of awkward position because the history would suggest that we don't strengthen in, 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 in this position. Under Redknapp, and they might be mitigating circumstances for it, under Redknapp, we didn't because, you know, he was halfway out the door with the England job or there was these tax questions looming over his head. So maybe it wasn't the right time to spend the money. Under Pochettino, we had the new stadium. For whatever reason, we didn't spend money under Pochettino when we were in a position of strength. This is a different situation, isn't it? Because he's back, he's back in Postacoglu. The mood is completely different. The stadium's built. All focus needs to be on 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 the pitch and what's happening with the team. The, the work outside commercially is largely done and I'm sure much more work will happen as well. But as we stand at the moment, mo- mostly things feel complete at Spurs. Does he spend money in January that's probably not value for money in the same way that you would get during the summer months. And maybe the targets are even different because players aren't available to the end of the season. Do you spend more and back him in January? I say back him. Just do you spend more and add to this squad knowing that it isn't exactly what you want to do in the hope that you can clean up a title this year? Or do you wait and stick to the plan in the hope that over five years the success will be more significant? Is That, a, that was quite convoluted, but do you understand what I'm asking, John? Yeah, I do. I um, 
I guess there's what I would do and then what I expect to happen. What I expect to happen is a bit more like the latter, which is that even if we're top, we we won't invest heavily in January. We might sign one or two players, but I, I don't see us going, right, let's let's bring in Jude Bellium for 200 million just to make sure we get over the line. Like we won't do anything like outlandish. What I would what I would personally like to do is I do I do feel like there's a couple of key areas that it's worth spending a bit of money on. And again, look, it doesn't sometimes you can have the money, but the clubs just are literally unwilling to sell because it's in the middle of their season and they don't want to derail it. So sometimes that's a bit more difficult. But the one the one for me, the one area that I think is a massive issue, I know people talk about like Basuma being such a specialist, but I do feel that basically between Benton Core coming back, who I, I agree with Mark actually, like I don't think he's a replacement for Saar. Because I think Saar's like very, he's almost like quite a specialist in this team where he's got like such an engine ability to get up and down. I think Pentacle actually would be, would make a lot of sense as a like a rotation option for Basuma. Because I feel like in this system, you need someone who can basically receive the ball in a half turn, break presses and get get up the pitch. Not necessarily like a defensive midfielder in the and way. He can that do like, that as well to be fair to Benzikor. And he definitely can do that. I'm not. I'm not sure that he did like played in a similar position for Juventus and didn't do that very well, apparently. Not yeah. that I'm like an expert on that. But I feel like maybe this is a slightly different system in the way that he's being asked to, to play it. And I think that might suit him. So that to me is like less of a concern than I thought it was at the beginning of the season. Where I am massively worried is Madison. If Madison gets injured, we have really no creative players in our midfield. Like and when I mean creative, I mean like an Ericsson type, a player that can find passes or you know, find angles, make things happen, come and get the ball and like create with passing and skill and in like innovative ideas, that kind of stuff. We have like, and again, it makes it sound like they're just like workmen, but we have like physical players and players who can get up and down and, and that are, you know, good on the ball. But that type of player, that Madison type of player, for me, I feel like is super important for this squad to have more than one. Now, some people will think LaCelso can do the job. He's never done it for us. I just cannot see it. And I think it's a massive risk to just go, oh, he'll come back and be good. He's never been good for us. Now, I, I granted, he's never played in this Ange system. So maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll be great. I personally think that's a massive risk to expect a player who's never been good for us to suddenly be good for us. Um, I just don't see it with him personally. So if the opportunity and, to replace him, it's not about, the the option for you is not relying on LaCelso. It's if we correct. need to upgrade in that area. If you said to me, you can you can sign two players, that's it. I would sign another centre-back and I would find a replacement for Madison. I'd try and sign Eze, if I'm honest. I'd throw loads of money at it because I feel like he solves a couple of problems for us. He could play in like a more creative central position. He can also play in like a wide position in part of the front three. Um, and... I just feel like he he's the type of profile, maybe not Eze, but that type of player. Um, and then a, another centre-back. And again, like it, I could go either way. It doesn't necessarily need to be like some um, top-tier 27-year-old like, or even like a Tapsoba who wants to be first team and then where do we fit them in? But in, it needs to be someone that fits that profile quick and like recovery pace and someone who can like is decent on the ball, which those <laughs> defenders are pretty uh, hard to come by and very expensive. But that's where I'd spend the money because I feel like everywhere else is, is more long-term issues that if you really want to fix. If you want to fix a striker, that's like 100 million. Right? You're going to have to spend a shitload to get a, a player who's as good or better than Sun. Um, if you're going to like replace like Basuma and without replacing the Madison option, I think that's like higher risk personally. So if you do both, that's also mega money. And then, you know, centre-back's going to cost you. So if I could only do two, it would be those two, a centre-back um, and a Madison rotation. Uh, do, do you agree with that, Mark? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, no, not really. Um, I think... <laughs> No, I, I I think a lot of that is true, but I I actually think there's a there's a bigger problem at left wing, um, where we don't really I don't feel like we have a uh, if even if everyone's fit I don't think we have a nailed on starter. I think we're we're trying a few things, aren't we? Like we're trying we're trying Solomon there. Um, Perisic is 400 years old. Um, Richarlison just I'm with Flav on Richarlison more and more. I I just don't know that he's ever going to cut it. Um, so, so what are we sort of left with? We're left possibly with Brian Hill, who was sort of signed as a son, um, son backup. But again, where's he? He's in and out. I think we've got we've got a real problem at left wing, um, and that might even and and even immediately, I think we have someone there. I think we do have um, kind of the perfect ten in, in Madison. So yeah, we need backup. But I wouldn't say that that is as much of a for me. That's not as much of a priority as as, as left wing or. Um, I would be more worried about centre back if there was an injury, um, but I also think we need another striker. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, so, yeah, there's there's loads. But so you're saying we're right still now, about if I could two hundred million short by the sounds of it, pretty much, yeah. Um, but if I would, if I had one position to go for in January, it'd be left wing. Um, what? What over uh, a centre back? Yeah. Can I just ask a question? I think right, we have, like, we have, we have. We don't have any outstanding quality right there now. Yeah, right yeah, but one injury, then you're we absolutely have screwed. One injury, sure, you're absolutely. But, I would, I would even go so far. As, I, I would, I would go even so far to say that Richarlison is less of a problem than the lack of depth in centre back. That's my position, hundred percent. You, but that that's a problem right now, though. Richarlison's a problem right now. The man can't score for his life, and we need we, we're we're lacking thirty goals a season from Harry Kane. And yeah, we look good. We scored 18 and 8. We look great. But I genuinely think we're going to have later on in the season when legs start to get tired, we are playing and I mean we we play five attackers in most games. You can cope with that with the the, the style of the system. We can't cope with not having R- Romero or Van der Ven playing, I don't think. But that's not an immediate problem. But it is a problem if he gets injured. But that's a bit that's a that's an if. But to be fair, Mark, like what I would say is like we we are top with Richarlison playing most games. If we lose one of those centre backs, we are fucked. <coughs> so so we, it's better to kind of cope sure. with the idea that we might lose one. Yeah, I think to, to me, like as well, if you look at again, if you look at say like I'll use the scum as an example, right? But their most important players, in my opinion, are Saliba and Odegaard, right? Like Saka, they right. they can cope. They, Saka. Yeah, and Saka, yeah, sure. So Saka is son, Madison. Uh, is Odegaard and then Saliba is Romero or Van de Ven in this scenario because we have no cover for them when they lost Saliba they fell apart because they literally didn't know what to do they couldn't defend anymore and like to me that's like a a big worry that we would do the same thing whereas when they haven't had Martinelli and they've got Trossard who is I personally think is a pretty average player they're able to cope because their system allows them to create enough chances so even like lower kind of quality players are able to perform I kind of feel that's where we're at which is actually like people are really worried about the defence but I think that's like one of our bigger strengths now my issue would be that if you lose Madison it doesn't matter who's in that front three like they're not getting a the ball they're not getting a ball in d- dangerous enough places that they can really cause harm that's what would worry me about having like no Madison is like where the fuck is the creativity like we have no way to actually get the like progress the ball like we've seen how important he is if he's out of the team I am genuinely like that's that's us done we have no way to really progress the ball I think that's a, that might be a bit of extreme as well about what do you mean done what does done mean like we won't we, try, try, we will be we will be 50% of the team like if Madison is out currently based on the way he is performing and the way Madison we play the guy. Through, through him Madison is the guy. Like, I'm not saying that like Madison is like the best player to ever exist, but the way he's playing now is is at such a high level, and his importance to the team, I think, is absolutely term, massive. Term, I mean, like we've seen it like in games. Sorry, quickly, just to like round this thought out. We've seen it in games where we literally take him off to like close out a game, <laughs> and when we do that, we 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 create next to nothing because not just because we're like trying to shut up shop because actually we're not we're trying to play the same way yeah we just have no one that can the like, scenarios the in these like, games are, are are quite you know they in, are important as they well. are but you you know if you put a, like a like for like substitution on then you should be able to see like you're right how that would impact. john and to your point 
to your point, if you take all the average ratings of all of the players in the Premier League, James Madison is the best player in the Premier League. He has the yeah. highest average rating over Rodri, over every other player. So boom. I mean, and but but in that instance, how does any club improve the best player in the league? It's you don't just have to improve a, it. You just have to have a light for light. Yeah. Well, Lacelso is back from injury. Oh yeah. Well, John, now is the time. Now is the time. This oh, is mate. this is Close the but I know, I know, we all are right. But we, I think, all of us have agreed at some stage that there is a player in there, and this is his last chance, right? You've got to give him one more chance because we've got nothing to do. To, we can't do anything about it. He is here. It's January in January, and that's that. So nothing, you can't do anything. So he's back, John. He'll be in the squad, you'd assume. And so if Madison goes off, let's see what he can do, John, is what I'm saying. I know you can see, I can see you like looking for something to smash up or crush. But No, I, I, hope, he, I hope he comes in and is brilliant. Like, I'm not one of these people that like, wants to just be right. Like, I, I want to be wrong in this case. I really, really do. Because that then, that massively solves our problem, right? And then I agree with Mark. Then you can spend the money on a centre-back and a left winger. Because I agree, there is a problem there. Like, we do have a problem there, for sure. So if we could strengthen that because we don't have to strengthen this because the Celso is providing great rotation, that is like a massive win. I just, I just, I can't, I just can't visualize it. I just can't see it with him. But I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, that would be great. You quite, you still like him though, don't you, Mark? Um, I, I don't want to get caught up in this because there's still loads to discuss, and um, we've only got about another twenty minutes, twenty five minutes before I need to get on a train to London. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Lan. Tell me, are you as upset with me how I pronounced Lange or Lange or Long? Why yeah, are you so upset? Like, you I, know I me. You've listened to this podcast just, for years. What did you expect from me? I know. I know. What is, it, what's the correct just, way to pronounce his name? It, it makes my hair stand up. Um, and the problem is, every fucking podcast is, is jumping right now. It's not Lange, it's, it's Lange. No, but Which no, I know no, it's quite but, hard. But, Mark, you, know, you don't have that sound. What you got, Yeah, we don't have that sound, nor do we give a shit. Um, yeah. Well, you should give a shit. You should give a shit. The guy works for us. He's part of us now. We, so you know, I'll tell you, I'll give a shit when he brings in a good player. How about have that? some, have. Some, well, he's 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 about to. Is he? Parashi is out in uh in in Belgium scouting a an eighteen year old wonder kid, Norwegian, yeah, Norwegian wonder kid. Um, for real? Who's uh? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's already, it's already. So, so Lange, which is the, um, can we at least say Lang? Lang, so, okay, yeah, Lange, Lange, no. John. John Lange. John Lange. John Lange. Big, big John Lange. Big, big, big John, John Lange. Lange doing bits. Um, I'm actually fine with that. I'd be fine with that. How, how, right, how, how do you, what, what do you make of his, his appointment here? Because we haven't really talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, are you, are you, do you think it's a good appointment, sensible? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm torn. So I've, I've, I've got two sides to it. I've got everything that all the media is telling us about what he's done before and all that sort of stuff. And then I have a... Obviously, I know of him from Denmark and my Danish pals who are involved in Danish football and all that sort of stuff. And there's sort of two, there's two sort of images which are similar in some ways, but there's you know different aspects to it. So he's he's not um, a Paratici replacement or in any type of form, kind of the same position. He's more way more technical, way more behind the scenes. He's very very analytics and data and stats driven. And with that comes a often these people are different personalities you know different traits and that's yeah, sort of that's kind of social remedial you might call them yeah introverts couldn't, couldn't put them in the um, middle of a busy pub blues no no he's not going to be he's not going to ever be wheeled out in front of the press and so on so you're not don't expect to ever hear from him fans will probably get annoyed with that as well like where the fuck is, is, is Lange? why are we not hearing from Lange? but don't expect to hear from he's he's uncomfortable with that sort of stuff and it's not his forte he's not very good actually inside um corporations that don't are unable to look after those kind of peoples either that that was the, the big problem at villa when, when munchy came in is he just they're just very different personalities and he just didn't fit in and so he got sort of carted out sidelined um that said he is he is very very good with the things that he's you know focused on like his data his his statistics and and He's very, very good at talent ID and all those kind of things. So hopefully that's what we've hired him for. And again, with all our recruitment, like we always say, as long as we hire, you know, square pegs for square holes, great, fine. And I hope that's what we've done with him and, and, and that that's how we're setting him up. Because if not, I think he's probably got 12 months. Um, <laughs> he's out. Jesus, he's out. Yeah. But really, really who, who, it, does it matter as long as we're just biding time till Paratici can come back? When, when's his ban up? <laughs> 
2025, I think, September. He's still it's working. Ages ago. He's still working for us. He's still working for yeah. us, for sure. Exactly. He like, just can't do anything in like an official capacity yet. But yeah, sure. So he again, can be, he's a conduit, basically, and, and Spurs have to do the donkey work. He, he's not out there, but he can go, oh, well, I have this contact. Daniel, do you know, he, it seems to me that he can have as many conversations as he'd like, as long as he's not directly involved. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, as long as his name is love it, anything, absolutely. Love he's it. not signing anything at the bottom of the document. There's nothing stopping him getting on a on a on a on a commercial airline, going across to Belgium or Belgium or whatever, getting a ticket for a for a Super League game or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called out in Belgium, um, and Jubiler, and sitting and watching it and giving giving leaving some feedback. There's nothing stopping that. Good. So absolutely good. Long right. may it, like my my issue was it when he was I was like who's this geezer? I want Paratici. Like, I, I get Paratici might have cheated on mum or might have lied about certain things of past relationships and now we don't really trust him. But as his yeah, son... another family, didn't he? Uh, yeah, another family, whatever like that. But as his son, who he just showered with presents and made his life yeah. so much better, I don't care what he's done over there. And I don't want this new stepdad coming in, messing that up. This elusive stepdad who doesn't really want to talk to me or acknowledge my existence. He just wants to get on with... I don't know data entry his job like i want paratici i want that fun dad back and, and as long as he's on the periphery he's just waiting for his chance to get in mum's knickers again i'm up for that but that's we've sort of got the dream scenario because we've essentially got like a steady stepdad who's an accountant he's like putting bread on the table like bringing in you know steady eddie so a stable home life you don't you never hear from him never like bollocks you never like calls you out on anything just lets you get on with it and then every other weekend your dad, who works in like um, sales for Nike, he's like coming, bringing, bringing over loads of new Jordans, and like, like you said, Flav, spoiling you, mm. taking you all to these nice places. You know, it's like it's actually worked out pretty well. And um, in, in a pure footballing sense, I think it's good to have a mix of you know Don Fabio, Big John Lange. You've got a mixture of approaches, which to me, and this might shock a few people, I actually like the idea of like football clubs using data. I think it's really important. I think it's important in business, in life general, to like look at and study analytics and data but it shouldn't be the be all and end all you still need especially in football you still need eye tests you still need gut feel personality types um you know that kind of like emotional intelligence of like what a player is going to be like i wanted the club to move in a direction that was more data led because it seemed it seemed like we weren't doing that and we were just kind of looking at like the financials and then maybe a little bit about the player i think this is actually could be quite a nice combination where you essentially have like Ange, as the manager, is is a very, like, modern in terms of his approach, but he still has all those human qualities. Paratici is your, your deals man, going out there, like, vibes, like, doing deals and getting stuff done. And then Big John Lange, you know, looking at the data and making sure that it makes sense from an analytical point of view. That, to me, is, like, a kind of great lineup. That's what I want to see. It's just, you know, to Mark's point, whether or not he... Um, you know, Big John Lange can fit into like the club from a personal level, but I think on a professional yeah. side of things, that looks quite promising. I think so. Yeah, let's, I, th let's see. I think the, the only, yeah, the thing, the thing for me. Sorry, Flav, I, I can see you're like falling asleep about this this talk already. You no, fascinated. Goals and and the, like limbs and the pub. Well, and I, I, I just I just wondered how what, what but, did they do? Did they do data? Did they look at Richarlison's data before signing him? Or was that just an idea? Oh, was that just an idea? Oh, well, I got to admit, does he play for Brazil? Is he Brazil's number nine? Well, Bayern. Brazil's number nine. Look at the data. Look at the evidence. Yeah. Imagine they put a report together and it opened it. It's just one page. It said Brazil's number nine. And they were like, yeah, that's it. Done. Go yeah. on, Mark. Sorry, man. It's just a, picture, a still picture of him doing a scissor kick. Great. The pigeon. Let's get him. Get him. No, my, my, the only thing I wanted to say, I, fu I, like, I fucking hope that we've got someone in charge of all these people because we've got some people in charge of this club now who are all very, very different. Like, Ange is different from Ratagy. Um, Scott Mon is very different from Ange. Scott Mon is more similar to, to Johan Lange. So kind of, I hope Scott Mon is sat on top of all these guys and they're giving them very, very clear remits. Um, but I can tell you now, Lange is not going to work beautifully in tandem with, with Ange. Uh, they're, they're, they're just too different. Um, so I, I, I kind of, I hope that we're, we've got the right structure set up and, and hopefully that's what Scott Munn is, is quietly working on in the background and Langish is brought in as a, as a data man. Um, but he will, he will, he'll rub people up the wrong way if, uh, if he's given too much sort of day-to-day -day control. But I don't think we have people that do that. Ange wants more of that. And historically we saw that Celtic and we've seen it in Japan. He, he does a lot of that. He does a lot of his own scouting. 
Um, so as long as he's allowed, Ange has to be the main man. He has to be the one that all the kind of the, the pieces are sort of built around. And as long as that's happening, I think I think Langer will be fine. Langer. 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 Uh, all right. More importantly, uh, James Swan says, and just always ends his speeches with "Enjoy your lunch." But what lunch do you think he enjoys most around the training ground, canteen? I reckon a steak and a blue bee muffin every day. I just think um, he gets a massive like they do lasagna and they come into slices. He always takes two slices, yeah. and then the, the woman serving it goes, "Oh, do you want the salad?" And he just goes, "Ah, come on, love, no way, mate." And then just carries on, just smashes his lasagna. Yeah, two lasagnas a day, and, a, and two lasagnas, bread. no salad, bang, and uh, yeah. and a steak. Um, <laughs> would you take it? Andrew becomes uh, Sir Alex Ferguson for ten years, and we go on to win multiple titles, cups, and European titles. But after ten years, we get relegated and bounce up and down the, the leagues for the next twenty years. hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. It'd be quality as well. Like, it imagine would be that amazing. That's the best case and scenario. Then you just go, yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Like you win everything, then you're like, "Fuck it!" Now I'm going on a proper football journey. Like I've, I've I've sort of it's side quests at that point, right? Like you completed the main game. Now you're just like, "Oh fuck it!" I've never, never seen us play against Morecambe. Like let's let's do that. It'd be a laugh. Like it'd be fun, I think. And plus, twenty years from now, I'll be I'll be sixty. I'll be like, well, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed all of it. I'll be talking about the glory days where these specky little kids have to get on with watching Spurs yeah. in League Two or, or League One or whatever it might be. Whereas us, yeah. we've enjoyed all of it. Selfishly, yes. Hands, there isn't. I, I don't yeah. think there's a Spurs fan out there that wouldn't take that. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Mark, ten, ye- ten years of domination, like European glory. Real. Yeah. Jeez. That'd be more than probably what Arsenal could do. And so what? What? And so what? In, in, when I'm sixty, when really I should be focusing on other more important things, like nourishing the life of those around me than Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Fuck it. Hundred percent, without question. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mark, you've contributed nothing to that point. <laughs> I, I said I said agreed straight away. I didn't hear you. But yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Well, I mean, well I've got a question to, you, uh, might, you might enjoy. Bamboo Tengo, he says, is Hoybier a better solution for a low block teams instead of Basuma? Doesn't make any sense. Um, is he had a stroke, this guy? What? How is that? A... No, it's kind I of. I see what he means. I see what he means. Go on then. I see what he means because well, I guess what he's saying is like, if they're low blocking, you don't need anyone to beat a press because there is no press, and so yeah, I get like, that. Yeah, like, I see what he means. That's a good point. Hobie doesn't. not very press resistant, so yeah, maybe from that point of view. But I mean, Basuma is a much better one-on-one, and he's much better sort of going forward. He's much more technical. He's a better yeah. foot. He's a better. Yeah, technician. But I, get, I guess he's just thinking the balls they're they're sitting deep, the balls on the edge of the area, and someone's got a chance to hit one. Who would you rather it fall to? It'd be Hjoyberg, wouldn't it, all day? In that yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. is a pretty poor yeah. finisher and a pretty poor striker of a ball from a But he has four goals from outside the box of Brighton. I remember remember seeing he was he was decent. He, but... Yeah, he just doesn't do it for us. I I think he's got it in his locker. He's just not really been called upon to do that because we play four hundred attackers at all times. Um, yeah, and, and he's more of a he's 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 more box to box, right? So, um, yeah. But I, I like I sort of get. I thought this question was more about his sort of attacking capabilities rather than his sort of defensive and his presence and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mark, can you just check the lead on your thing because it's just cutting in and out. Uh, and can barely hear you. Uh, so um, yeah, John, we'll do a couple more questions, and we, we'll, uh, we'll we'll wrap it up anyway. Uh, but who do you? Uh, this is from M Rona. 
He says, uh, who do you reckon in the, is the biggest sex freak in the squad? I can personally see Big Ben Davies. Why? You can't add big to every single player. He's not big. No. You can't call Big Ben Baby Ben Davies or Gentle Ben, but not. you can't just... Gentle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. You can't... Big... Yeah. He's got, you've got to be somewhat big or really small yeah. to be called big something. Big Ben Davies choking it's... in a latex suit. <laughs> I, I, I know the answer to this. I know the answer to this. And Flav, you told me the story. I'd never heard it before. Was Romero on, on a plane, on a flight, watching porn, just with it, without his headphones on, just with everyone around him, just watching porn. You have got to be some sort of sex case to just be like, so okay with that in the public space. Like Someone re- said that wasn't true. That someone oh, in the nose said it wasn't true. I can't remember who told me, but part of the reason why Conte and him fell out was because he was, he was playing... I hope that is true. It's I really better. hope that's true. Um, if it's not him, then yeah, it's, it's always the quiet ones, isn't it? You got to like be like a bit. I mean, he kind of falls into that category. He's a little bit like a bit quiet. He's a man of like few words. Aside from that, probably Richarlison. I think he's like that. that oh, Richarlison's a shout. I think I think, yeah. I think Van der Ven could be a left field. You know, he's got that 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 sort of uh, always smiling. People that always smile. Yeah. Liberal yeah. Dutch. And, and the Dutch, yeah. they're insane as well. They love yeah. shagging. Yeah. And he's it? such Jagger a he's an absolute ultimate as well. well I mean, he is, he's like yeah. the top yeah. dreamboat. Yeah. Oh, and he's I mean, massive. Mate. He's huge. He, he's he can do anything. All, no one could eat. All women want. Like, he's a, he, he is six yeah. foot three. He looks incredible. He is a millionaire yeah. at 23. He is so rare for a woman to snag him. For whoever manages to snag him, or, or it might be a man. I'm not sure your sexual uh, orientation, but I'm assuming he's straight. Um, there, there. If whatever woman bags him, they are so lucky because someone like him is so rare. Like even in football, it's rare. I don't think there's a better looking human being in the league than Van der Ven. Yeah, he's like in a movie. You know, when there's like the. Um, the all-American quarterback, like cliche character that they're trying to portray as, like he's got everything going for him, and he's like still managing to, like things are going wrong in his life. He's a rebel. They always cast like a Mickey Van der Ven, just like they're too good-looking. We're just like, oh come on, man, it's a bit unrealistic because they're they're tall, they're fast, they're good-looking, they're really nice. Like everything's just good about him. That's Mickey Van der Ven. He's just uh, he's literally an all-American. He chooses boat. to wear black boots. How rare that is. Yeah, like a boss, like yeah. a G. Yeah, I know. I love him so much. Oh, I love so him so good. much. He's almost too good to be true, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's so good. I, I love how like the press, um, the media, still haven't quite clocked it. Like there was a moment in the Liverpool game where a ball got like slid through. I think it was like Gakpo or someone was chasing after it, and Van der Ven just fucking chewed up the ground. Has got there easily, and then Neville's going, "Oh, that'd been a different story if that were Nunes." I'm like, "No, it absolutely wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you don't it wouldn't. Like no one's catching him. Idiot. No one's getting there before him. He's he's so rapid. Like there's no way. Do, do you know what it is? It's because he's six foot three. He doesn't look quick, even when he's eating up ground. It because it, because of the way the gait of a six foot three year old man. Six foot three year old man. What does that even mean? A six foot three man. The way they run, they don't. Obviously, their legs. It's not like Aaron Lennon watching him run, where he has to do twice yeah. as many steps to, as Van der Ven. Yeah, he's he is absolutely rapid. He's in, he is incredible, and um, and he's awesome. Yeah. And, and if there are any, um, if there are any six foot three year old men, we should sign them because <laughs> they'll be unbelievable when they get older. That's amazing. Imagine giving birth to a nine foot centre back, Bosh. Oh. He's mentally good. Yeah, he's so good. Um, all right, last question. We've got to wrap it up. So we've got to go. Uh, C Spider says, Yesterday I had a Chelsea fan tell me that Emerson Royale sucks and he's a flop. He claimed that he, uh, he came to this conclusion from watching highlights. What would be the best thing to say or do in that situation? I mean, don't talk football with his skis over again. No. Just say, Where are you in the league, you mug? We're top, you're shit. See you later. And just walk off. That's what's beautiful about football, right? Is in the moment, you can just say that and there's nothing you can say about it. Like they, they might go on to do whatever and they might have done whatever in the past, but right now, this minute, Chelsea is shit. They're shit in the league. They've been rubbish for ages. They've got that fat fraud in charge. Volderpoch. So just just say, we're top, you're shit. Emerson Royale is in is uh, you know top of the league. So just wind your neck in, mate. Also, have you seen his wife's giving birth video? Who else is doing that in the Premier League? Who else puts that, that together? That video was... That's insane, by the mental, way. Mental, like, by the way. Did Absolutely you see, did mental. You see, like, 
and she was like, I don't know, it, uh, the whole thing is insane, but she was lying there in full makeup, like, there's lighting, literally right oh, yeah. after birth. Fucking hell. If you've ever been in a, yeah. in, a, in a birthing situation, it's not like that, kids. It's very much not like that. Fucking oh, I love hell. that. He's highlight real. Incredible. I've got um, PTSD about him. Yeah, he's, oh, he's going to be a cult hero for us. That's that's what it is. He's 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 not a bad player, and like he definitely serve a purpose. And he, he looked great when he come on just to shore things up as like an alternative. He's a, he's a, he's a good player, but um, he will definitely be like a cult player because he's got a, a great personality. I just love him. I, he, he gives me a really good feeling every time I see him, and he's a solid. He's solid. Yeah. Like, Attitude is solid correct. Player. He's a good footballer, he's... good defender, and uh, really no, good defender. If Poro gets injured, I've had, I'd have absolutely no issue with him coming in at all. Yeah, mm. same. So the, the, basically he's like your, your our, Chelsea um, mate doesn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about, basically. Yeah. He's like a, a Asuakoto regen without all the perviness yeah. to it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. Um, what I would say to answer your question, mate, is is if you don't get like don't get triggered, don't say anything to him. It's not worthy of a response. Like, what do you want? His approval of what you're saying. Look at what he's just said. How much value can his approval mean to you, given what he's, that he thinks that Emerson Rail's a flop because of highlight reels? So, if someone's that fucking stupid, you, the fact that you feel that like you need his approval or to sway him, you know, maybe look at yourself a little bit, mate. Just don't hang exactly. around with morons. Or what was his name or, again? Or just keep listing, keep listing players that flopped to Chelsea, and then reading out there like how much they're worth. Like Mudrick, hundred million. Do you want to talk about flops, to you, mate? Just I, I think you've got two options here. Either go Flav's route, which is like is the best way to go. I'll be honest, but if you want to be petty like I, I am sometimes, you just need to come with with evidence and facts. And I would just like have a look at Chelsea's like all their squad they bought over the last couple of years. Look at the values and just I just like read him names. And every time you pause so that he's like thinks you're finished, then just jump in with another one, um, just to remind him of how shit they actually are. Bosh. All right, then, boys, that'll be the end of the Fight Club podcast. We're back on Monday with the main pod again. Um, and if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can. Uh, we've got all kinds of content behind there. But most importantly at the moment, because there's no football, is the other podcast. This week, we talked to airline pilot Ben uh, about why you're definitely not going to die in a plane crash. Cheers, boys. Good. Cheers. Yeah. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.